This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is The Miller's Edge. Prediction Friday, one day away before Alabama and LSU get ready to battle for the SEC West with an opportunity to get to Hotlanta to play for an SEC title. Corey Miller, the pastor, Payne Christian Miller, on location today. I'm here in Tuscaloosa. We're at Buffalo's Cafe, Midtown Village, hanging out. Come and see us. Come and get you some lunch. Come and talk to us. Come and grab a hat. Of course, you got to pay for it. Christian's going to charge you. But, uh, <laughs> Come out and hang out. We're on the deck. You might hear a little wind in the background, but it's nice outside, really. Football weather, a good little breeze, but the sun is shining bright. And uh, we're looking forward to the next hour right here on the Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Of course, we'll take your predictions on today. A couple of keys, if you got them, what will Alabama need to do to secure the W uh, against LSU? Going to be a hard-fought game. If you're looking at the line, it's pretty much even. I mean, Alabama getting three points for being at home. That's kind of how they weigh those things. Uh, so the betting folks think it's going to be a pretty even ball game on Saturday night here in Tuscaloosa. Game day is here. Um, maybe SEC. They might be here too. Who knows what's going on downtown. But we're here at Buffalo's Cafe. Come out, hang out. We've seen some people here already. Come sit on the porch, order your wings, your tacos, your nachos, whatever you got to do, burgers. They got it all right here at uh, Buffalo's Cafe. Again, our show is sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. 205-342-9904. That is the number for the show if you want to uh, call in. You can also download that app, Tide 100.9. You can leave your questions there. And you can also, as we found out on yesterday through uh, the smartness of Noah, that you can leave a message. Even some little uh, girl that I don't know, never heard good. of. Good. Something yesterday. It was pretty funny. But, uh, <laughs> Kiki Palmer, man. Yeah, whatever. She, she's an actress. She, she's, yep. You, just, I, you need to get hip, man. You need to get hip on some of these people and this music. These people you keep claiming you've never heard of, man. They're, they're very mainstream. So you might just be living under a rock. I am. Um, and that's okay. I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like that probably for my age as well. I mean, I'm not as hip as others. But with all that being said, speaking of the Good Feet store, I just had somebody drive by asking how to get there. 
So that was cool. I uh, gladly gave him directions, put him right in the, in the direction because it's right around the corner. So make sure you guys, if you are in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, back pain, you name it, waking up, sore, you just, you just, you just feel achy all over. I'm telling you, you might want to go give these good feet art supports a try. They el- eliminate and alleviate pain by getting you in that proper balance. So go check those guys out. But again, we are here at Buffalo's. I'm probably about to good, go and put it in order for these tacos. I'm telling you, you can't beat them. These shrimp tacos, they're amazing. Obviously, the wings are great, but I like switching up sometimes. I, I had plenty of wings Wednesday uh, on bash night. All you can eat wings, so that's good. But you, yeah, we'll get Charlie to turn out here. We, I mean, I like the song a lot. You're talking about? To, yeah, put the show on time. I, well, that's what he was asking me to do. You know, Char, Charlie's like, he's not the best with technology, so I, I handle all that. But I was all trying right, to get well, our set up. Set up, so we'll we'll get that going shortly. But it's not wrong. You like the classic rock? You like no, I like the song, but I don't want to hear it when I'm talking sports. When I'm talking Alabama football, I want to hear sports. It's not getting you. It's, it's to no, me, it feels like I'm, like the, I'm getting ready to go it's out and play a, or something. Right, it's a little pregame song, huh? That is not a good pregame song. That is that's kind of like sitting at the bar drinking uh, bourbon and all in our cigars, twenty-seven oh three six Street. You know, here I go again, sitting on the porch. Hanging out, cigar, and a uh, nice uh, bourbon with a lot of rocks. That's what this sounds like. This so, it sounds it. like the weight room in high school. Coach Armstrong used to work out with this. Trust me. Listen, I'm just telling you. Just back in high school, Coach Armstrong used to turn on all that the ACDC, Metallica, all that that good stuff. So that's, that's what this kind of reminds you of. But anyway, you mentioned it, the big game. We're talking Alabama, LSU game day coming to town. It's a night game, right? Alabama taking on, I think it's number 13 or 14, depending on which poll or ranking. Well, the only one that matters now, and that's the college football. And so where are they in that one? Because I, I don't have it in front of me. Is it 14? 14. Yeah, so it's going to be a good matchup. Number eight, Alabama taking on LSU. A lot to break down. We've talked a good bit about it, but obviously we'll keep breaking it down. We also want to get your score predictions. If you get it right, we'll give you some of this Miller's Edge merch we've got. We've got hats, shirts, you name it. Uh, and I've got it on hand, so come, come check it out up here at Buffalo's Cafe Midtown. But when you look at this game, we talked about it, the, the, the keys of this game, right? And we, we both are in agreement that Alabama's offense is going to have to, they're going to have to control the tempo of the game, right? We can't afford to have these three and now it's just giving the ball back to Jaden Daniels and LSU's offense, which ranks, you know, arguably top in the country, definitely top in the SEC, not only in one category, but both passing and rushing. These guys uh, do both very well. Uh, then obviously you look at the defense side of the football, Alabama's defense has a big test in front of them. I think they're more than prepared, though. Uh, I, I take the approach, and you got you know take the head off the snake. And that's going to be Jaden Daniels. You look at last year's game, his ability to scramble and, and get yards on the ground, and not even through quarterback design runs, simply just by by scrambling on third down. Some of those RPO uh, plays, but you know he led the team in rushing yards last season or last year, excuse me, in this game. So with that being said, I think going into this game, you've got to limit that. You've got to limit his ability to try to make him one-dimensional. We know he can throw the football extremely well. He's arguably the top passer in the country. However, we've got a really good secondary. And you say it every week, but I think this week it's even more critical, and that's going to be the pass rush. I think the pass rush has got to be huge. We need Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell, Justin Boygbe, Tim Keenan, Tim Smith, all those guys up front. They've got to create that cage. We had a nice call yesterday talking about how do you contain a quarterback like that. Well, it starts up front with proper rush lanes, you know, discipline in the pass rush games, not losing contain, not creating a, a big hole up the middle, I think that's going to be huge. I think if you keep him in that pocket, you harass him, you get him off his spot, you make him uncomfortable, I think you have a really good shot of playing some good football on defense. So I think those those are going to be some things to look out for. And obviously keeping Jalen Milrow 
nice and, and clean, keeping that jersey clean, I think that'll be uh, really big in this football game, right? We know that Alabama has struggled in pass pro. Sacks this season? Most in the SEC? Yeah, a lot. Most really. I think they're probably third or fourth most in the country. However, they played uh, some better football in the, in the past few weeks. So hopefully, hopefully we see that continue in this game. Even though LSU's defense coming in this game isn't the most impressive, it uh, doesn't really matter, right? If, if, if you're not protecting the quarterback, we saw what USF was able to do, right? So I think that's going to be huge as well. But ultimately, I think our offense needs to run, needs to run the football and control the tempo of this game going against a high-powered offense in LSU, keeping them off the field as much as possible. What say you, 205-904? We are hanging on the porch. Finally, it's football weather. It's about 58 degrees. The sun is shining. We're in Midtown Village. Buffalo's Cafe. <laughs> the kitchen is open. The bar is open. We've got Charlie it's 12 o'clock somewhere. Charlie's hanging out here. I just gave him a nice, uh, nice cigar that he's sniffing over there. I don't know if he's going to light it up. I got. I got lighter for whenever. He might chew on it. Uh, he's pretty, well, he's pretty happy though because you know he's a Detroit Lions fan and and how the Lions put it on the Raiders. Matter of fact, the Lions is responsible for Josh getting fired from the, the Las Vegas Raiders. So blame the Lions for that. But he so he's got a celebratory cigar ready uh, for Detroit uh, as they got the big win uh, the other night. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this ball game, and I really want to really want to ask you, are you nervous? Because this is one of those games. I think this team is more dangerous than Texas. I think this team is more dangerous than Texas. And I'll tell you why. Because of Jaden Daniels. I mean, Quinn Ewers was a great quarterback. He can spin it. He can throw it. He can a decent runner, but that's not his forte. But Alabama has had problems. And we saw this last year. Right? He had 95 yards rushing. He led LSU in rushing last year. He can throw it. Very accurate. Throwing the football. This team, to me, because of how Alabama has struggled against mobile quarterbacks, against so-called dual-threat running quarterbacks, this scares me a little bit. Because when the pocket breaks down, it's not so much the design. Pocket breaks down that he busts up and he goes for 30, 40 yards. Last year in overtime, the pocket broke down. No discipline in, in rush lanes. And he goes for 25 yards for a touchdown. Those are what we call off-scheduled plays. Alabama got to be really good in off-scheduled plays. And, and Nick Saban, I was driving in last night, listening to... Um, Hey, Coach, the Nick Saban Show. And, and one of the things he did talk about was those things. All-schedule runs. Not so much designed quarterback runs, but all-scheduled runs. And so this is the thing that, that concerns me. Because you can't lose your mind as a player and try to do too much and try to be a hero playing hero ball and trying to make a huge play. So that you, you know, you're on national television and tens of millions of folks are watching you and you get out of, out of, out of position and there he goes. So that concerns me. Also, um, when you have a game of this magnitude, sometimes players get overly hyped. You know, the secondary, especially Terry and Arnold and, and Kool-Aid McKinstry, they know the matchup that they have in front of them. 
they know that this game is a money game. This is a bad game. B-A-G, money bag. And if these dudes ball out, which I kind of like it, if they ball out, then you're talking about stock up. If they ball, not ball, stock down. So, so there's that kind of pressure. And then thirdly, my other thing is, I said this on yesterday, and Coach Saban said it last night. I'm glad great minds think alike. He's no defense, and I know a little bit too about defense. I said yesterday or two days ago that defending this LSU offense is like defending a triple option offense. Like, you have to be disciplined. You have to play with great eyes. You have to do your job. I talked about yesterday how it's going to be a big game for the defensive tackles. And you say, why, Corey? Because they have to be able to stop the run up the middle, right? In this offense, if you don't stop the run with those tackles and those linebackers got to commit fully, then you're going to have a long day. If he got you off schedule, off balance, got you guessing, thinking, you know, you're going to have a long day. So discipline is going to be huge in this ball game because this offense of LSU has the same principles of a triple option, right? You got the run, pass, you got that, that option, you got the back who go to the flat. Sometimes he blocks your flat defender. Sometimes he goes out for a pass. Sometimes Jay Name's going to keep it. He's going to throw it. You know, there's so many different things that are going on in this offense that's going to really make this defense slow down. And it's okay. It's okay as Tommy from Ramos is showing up here. Um, you got to slow down, play with good eyes. You got to have great eye discipline in this ballgame, Christian. And to me, that is the reason why they lost last year because they were undisciplined in several areas uh, as it pertains of one pass rush discipline, keeping him in, and you said it yesterday, I call it building the fence. I think you called it something else, but keeping him in that pocket and not allowing him to get loose because if he's getting loose, if he has 95 yards rushing tomorrow night, Alabama loses. Yeah, and that's why, you know, I started the show by saying I think that's going to be huge. You know, you, you got to eliminate his running ability. You know, he's a dual-threat quarterback, and it's not necessarily, you know, dual-threat uh, like some of these other guys. I don't look at him necessarily like a Lamar Jackson. It's just he's very athletic, and when he has that open window, he's going to take advantage of it, and he's going to capitalize on it if it's there. And you look at the game last season, he did that. He exploited those windows. He ran for a lot of yards, whether it was on third and long, whenever. And like you said, then you incorporate – these RPO plays, I mean, that's literally what it is. It's like a zone read action while he's rolling out. They've got a flat route. He can either just take off running, he can dump it to the flat, or they've got, uh, you know, routes developing downfield as well. So it's definitely a difficult offense. It's explosive. It's very effective and efficient. However, it can be stopped, right? I mean, we saw, uh, you know, look, they, they, they put up a lot of points, but again, they haven't faced a team like Alabama's defense. And I think it starts up front, but the, the secondary does have a challenge, and that's why I said yesterday, I think it boils down to, you know, toughness and outwilling your opponent because that's how it always is when you play LSU. It's going to be a street fight. It's going to be a dog fight. However, it also comes down to execution, right? That's execution in the rush lanes. That's execution and communicating properly and effectively in the back end with the secondary, right? They've got another guy. You speak highly of Jaden Daniels. I agree 100% with you, but I also want to remind you about Malik Neighbors, the receiver who leads the country uh, or second in the country in, in uh, receiving yards right now. I think he's got through eight games uh, 981 uh, receiving yards so far, nine receiving touchdowns. 
right? So, I mean, they've got some playmakers, and that's just him. They have also got another guy or two who are also just as talented um, as him that, that creates that core of wide receivers, not to mention their running back, who's a very, uh, very solid running back, three-down back they have. So, again, we can talk all day about how good they are, their offense is because they are. They deserve that credit. However, we also have a really good defense. And so that's why I'm excited for this matchup. You arguably have the best offense in the SEC going against the best defense in the SEC. And I think it's going to be a really good matchup. However, I like our odds given the fact that we're at home, right? These guys should go into this game with revenge on their mind. If you were in that game, again, it's just no different than Tennessee. Remember that feeling of, of being stormed, right? Those fans rushing the field in Baton Rouge and Death Valley saying all those things, right? Brian Kelly and that whole fan base dancing around and parading the fact that they were able to beat you, right? It's time to give it back to them and reestablish that standard. So that, that's my biggest thing. You go in this game with the right attitude. You got to dominate starting up front. Make sure you're on your P's and Q's defensively. I think that's going to be huge. But this offensively, I just, again, I can't, uh, you know, say this enough. I think it's just so vital that we can't afford to have three and outs. We've got to be able to give that defense some relief. We've got to control the tempo of the game. I'm telling you, you don't want to get in a, in a shootout with this with this type of a team, right? We're not necessarily built for that. They probably are more so built for that, right? But as long as we can develop that running game that we've seen in recent weeks, our offensive line, I loved what I saw out of Tommy Reese incorporating some chips that we finally saw. I don't know why it took so long for us to see that, but we saw it. We, and, and again, it's not just wasting a guy and taking him away uh, you know, from the passing routes. Because he's chipping, getting into his routes. That's the biggest thing. And we saw that. And it was very effective. We gave up less sacks against Tennessee. And they had some really good pass rushes, right? Mm -hmm. So I think if we continue that type of game plan, run the football effectively, and we're physical up front, and uh, then we take those shots when they're there. Because I forgot to tell you this. I don't know if you saw this, but LSU is, is out without three of their cornerbacks. It don't matter because the they all was terrible anyway. That's fine. But oh, so <laughs> think about it. So they were, they were already bad. It's gotten even worse. Now they're missing... Three guys in their yeah. secondary. I'm not going to lie. I think this actually could be a big game for Jalen Milrow. I think we, I could, we can expose that secondary. I mean, obviously, we need to get the run going first, but I think we're going to take those shots and, and set up those big plays. And they're also missing a guy up front, one of their, their talented defensive linemen. So, again, I'm, I'm not one of those people that, oh. We got to score. For, we need to score 40 points. You think 40? I was going to say, I think 30. The number. I, no, 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 no. You think they're, they're going to put up 40 you on better, our defense? I mean, it's like baseball. You know, they say sometimes you got to get them, some insurance runs. I don't see that. Right? You got to get 30. some insurance points in this ball game because they are so explosive and I'll, I'll feel good with 40 because I don't think we'll give up 40 on defense. I I just think 40 is that magic number that uh, Alabama They ain't has. getting over 30 on defense. I don't think so. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I hope you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, but, but uh, you know, we got to start fast. We can't have these lapses uh, in, in the defense in this ball game. We, we can't come out. We can't afford like we did last two weeks ago against Tennessee, you don't want to get behind this team. No, sir. They can't afford to get behind two touchdowns, uh, 10 points, things like that, because that spells trouble for the tie. All right, quick timeout. We're live here at Midtown Village here in Tuscaloosa, T-Town, Town, And, yes, Buffalo's Cafe. The food is smoking. I smell it. The wings, the nachos, the burgers, the tacos. Uh, they got the bowl. You know, you can get your steak and rice and all other stuff you can put in the bowl, whatever you want. Avocado, for those that are, are trying to be healthy, want some good healthy fat, throw you some avocados in there, you know, some other stuff. All right, where the time out? Jeff, <laughs> Lewis, all the others. Tommy from Ramos is here. We got others hanging out here at Buffalo's. Come on out, join us, sit out on this deck. I got a cigar, too. I might share with you if you come. I'm going to light it up. 
We're going to start the party early. That right didn't, I thought that was last week, man. Or no, two no. weeks ago. Cigars, cigars for every week. Every week you <laughs> celebrate a dub with a cigar. Quick time out. Your phone calls, 205-342-9904. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Tommy from Ramos, two checks, and others. They coming in right now. Yes, sir. We see you. Come hang out right here at Buffalo's Cafe Midtown Village. Back in a moment. Finding great candidates to hire can be like... Good morning. What's for lunch? It's Innisfree, the Friday place to be. Hey, it's Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, Laura Lee Thompson. The Bama Broker will be with us today from noon until 2. That's exactly where you should be as well. They've got their wonderful lucky lunch with the meat and three. Oh, I had that last week. Just so tasty. They've also got your regular meals like... You know, have a good burger. The James Joyce is my favorite. They've got great fries, wings, wraps, and, of course, an, uh, I can't even name the number of beers they've got. But they also have your favorite libation, and they are going to be around all weekend long. If you don't have tickets to the LSU game tomorrow night, then just go park yourself at Innisfree, the place to be tomorrow night. Right now, you need to be here for lunch. Come by and see us. Ennis Free, 25 years best bar in Tuscaloosa. This is Christian Miller, and I want to tell you about my good friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Spine and Sport Chiropractic provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're in need of this type of relief, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. Again, that's 205-345-8102. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon, Tuscaloosa size 68. Fair tonight, not as cold as recent nights, the low 41. The weekend looks good. Lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. The high tomorrow 72, the high Sunday in the mid-70s at 75. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Pain. Christian Miller, we're hanging out here with the two checks out here. Tommy from Ramos and others are inside. We're on the deck, though. So if you come on the inside of Buffalo's, come outside. That's where we're sitting. We're going to take it to the people, 205-342-9904. We're going to get Tommy up here, sit down at the table to get his score prediction. And then we got Jeff. We got others that we can talk with you and uh, get your score prediction. Tommy, 
Now you're a real radio host now, brother. I know. I'm impressed. <laughs> you like let this? Me, yeah, this is great. Warm day, beautiful day. Nothing better than being on a porch, a patio, getting ready to have some great food and great conversation about Alabama football. That's right. What's your thoughts? Again, I know you had a couple of things. I heard you talking about just uh, take what the defense gives you. I heard you say that, which I like. You know, don't try to do too much is what you're saying, basically. Uh, but when you look at this game on uh, Saturday night, uh, how do you feel it's going to turn out? I think Alabama going to be 38. LSU, I mean, yeah, 38, LSU, 28. 38, 28, 10-point victory for the Tide. I like the 40-piece. I think Alabama needs to get to that 40-piece. I don't know. That's, that's stuck I in my head. Have you looked? I think we only got to over 40 against. In the first game, <laughs> in the middle of Tennessee or wherever uh, it was, and uh, dang. That's that, probably on I was about to say, I, I got to go back and look. I might, might, have been, might have been the only one. South Florida, we didn't. Texas, we didn't. Uh, Middle Tennessee, we scored 50-something, right? Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State, we didn't. Texas A&M, we didn't. Tennessee, we didn't. Um, what else am I missing? Ole Miss, we didn't. So I think we only scored 40. Oh, well, no, <clears throat> Mississippi State, we scored 40. Exactly. Oh, we did? Okay, so yeah. I'm wrong there. No, you're good. So, yeah, so we've only gotten to 40 twice. Middle Tennessee, 56, and uh, Mississippi State, we got to 40. So two times. Tommy Keys to the game. Our defense got to keep him in the pocket at all costs because if he gets out of that pocket, he's going to light up the field. He's that dynamic and quick and smart. He's a really good quarterback, and I think he should be in the top three in the high school race, in my opinion, maybe even higher, because he really got the numbers. If it wasn't for him, LSU wouldn't have the team. Well, you remember last Heisman contender that came in to Tuscaloosa that everybody in America was talking about was Leonard Fournette, and if I'm correct, I don't think he got 50 yards on the ground. No. I don't <laughs> think he got over 25, I was there. Because he got popped one time, I went, oh boy, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, so all your Heisman hopes comes to die right here at Bryant Denny Stadium. So, uh, you got 38-28, Tommy got them winning by 10, the tie will roll on, we continue with phone calls here. Lewis, you're up next, or up first, I should say, here on the Miller's Edge. Welcome in. Well, guys, it's great to hear you, and you got Tommy in there, so y'all got an all-star cast, no doubt. Uh, Tommy, yeah, he's an all-star, man. He's a he's our <laughs> extra host. That's right. I think I think Corey needs to bring his uh, since he's in Tuscaloosa. If he's got his horn with him, Christian will agree with this, I'm sure. Come on up to Muscle Shoals <laughs> Fame Recording Studio. Rodney Hall will bring the Swampers in there and cut y'all a theme song with Corey on his horn. How about it? Hey, but I, I want to hear I this. like that. I like the idea. I just don't know if he's capable of actually playing, so we might be in trouble there. But I'd love to see him try. That's a great idea, Lewis. I can, Lewis, I, listen, I can blow this horn, baby. If I got to go somewhere and rent one, I'll do it. I'll go do oh, it. I love it. <laughs> well, listen, I, by the way, I love what y'all are all saying, and, and Tommy had good point, too. Y'all are talking about being disciplined for four quarters. I think we win a close one, but if Tama can be disciplined, I believe they're going to pull it off. I have a quick question for Corey and then one for Christian, if y'all don't mind. And, and uh, Corey, Go for it, when yeah. Tennessee beat Alabama last year, I live in Nashville, and they acted a fool. I, I couldn't believe it. You'd think they'd never won a game before. 
And I loved it when Spencer Rattler and those mighty Gamecocks took them to the woodshed. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> I thought the Gamecocks were, the Gamecocks were really going to have a breakout year. And I, I know we're talking Bama, but, uh, Corey, you're a professional. You're, you, you see things as, as a pl- former player. What went off the rails for the Gamecocks? I'm disappointed. I really thought they'd have a lot better year. That's a good question, Lewis. I, you know, injuries, I mean, they, the first game of the year was at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte taking on the Tar Heels, and the offensive line just, it was bad. We talk about Bama's line was bad. They give up nine sacks in that game, 16 got quarterback pressures. Uh, they lost the start left tackle, and then it was just really a yeah. domino effect. Uh, the, the, they've had, this this week right here makes eight different uh, starting lineups. I mean, I, and you wow. know, if you play offensive line, and this is your eight different starting lineup, that's problems. And they have been forced to play a lot of uh, freshmen. Spencer Rattler's been great, though, uh, throwing the football, improvising, extending plays with his feet. Um, but uh, then they lost Juice Wells, all SEC first-team receiver. Uh, you know, so it's just been a uh, – just injuries, man, have been so bad for this football team. They play hard, and they've been around in games, but they just don't have the, the – uh, the depth they don't have the, the, the go-to player when they need you know so it's just been a tough year for Shane Beamer they, they'll finish hard you know they got a chance Vanderbilt Kentucky Clemson and this week they play the other game Cox of Jacksonville State but uh, they need to win all four uh, to, to make a bowl game and they'll they'll try hard all four games at home by the way so um it'll, it'll uh, make they you got feel a better. Uh, it'll make you feel better Corey if they can beat up on Clemson won't it Oh, yes, man. I was just up there doing TV before I drove here last night, man. And, and Dabo doubled down on Tyler oh, yeah. from Spartanburg. And, um, I, I mean, if you got, if you can just download uh, uh, Fox 46, man, and watch my TV show, we do Gamecocks and Tigers. And Tyler. See, I called I call Dabo this the, 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 the granddaddy of manipulation. That's oh, what that's he is. The, the granddaddy oh, of manipulation. Good. So... But we can we, we, we win gotta, that last game. We'll be good. Yeah, you, 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 they'll get it back together. I I, I was uh, I, I like Spencer Rattler. I'm I'm a fan of his. If he has a good offensive line, he can do damage. And Christian, I have a uh, just a quick question for Christian. Give us a memory of playing against LSU, Christian. Something that just really comes to mind to you, if you don't mind. And guys, have a great weekend. Roll Tide. I'm gonna hang up and listen. Roll Tide, Lewis. Thank you, buddy. Roll Tide. Yeah, thanks, Lewis. Yeah, I mean, immediately, I just think back to 2018. It was my senior year. and it was just, When there was all the talk about us going into Death Valley in that night game, I think I've mentioned this before, but, I mean, this really is just my biggest memory just because, I mean, it, it was such a fun game. And it was all the hype going into that game. You know, all the celebrities were on the sideline. Like, I think Odell, Shaq. I mean, any anybody with LSU ties you could think of, right? And uh, we, we basically went into that game, and we gave them a, a shutout at home. Um, you know, Joe Burrow basically went into his press conference um, and was just saying he looked at this game like any other game. And it was his first time playing us, I believe. You know, he transferred in from Ohio State. So with that being said, you know, I, I get what he was saying in the press conference. He was saying, you know, they don't want to make anything too big of it. But we we took it personal, and we wanted to show him exactly why it was more than just another game. And that's what we did. We went into Baton Rouge, and we beat them 29-0 to in 2018. And I had a pair of sacks. I think Quinnen had a few sacks. I mean, Anthony Jennings had a few. I mean, we just harassed him all night. I mean, that that defensive uh, front that year, I mean, it was, you know, Anthony Jennings, you know, Isaiah Bucks, Quinnen Williams, Raekwon Davis, myself, 
Um, I think Terrell Lewis was injured at that time. But, I mean, it's just there's so many guys. And, and we just went into that game with the mindset that we were just going to, you know, take this place over and make it our own. And I just remember it went from the opening kickoff, how loud it was, everybody jumping up and down, just going nuts and thinking that, you know, they were going to get, a, you know, get the best of us. And we flipped the script on them. So that, that's, that's what I think of. You know, Tua had a really good game and so many guys stepped up big. Um, so, yeah, man, that, that, that's immediately what I think of when I think of LSU. And that's why I always say, though, besides that game, really, though, all my other games with LSU was always a dog fight, a street fight. Um, and that still was, even though, you know, the score shows otherwise. It, it, it was a street fight. Uh, we ended up really dominating them you know, over the, you know, the course of the game. But uh, nonetheless, it was a really fun game. And, uh, you know, after the game, Joe Burrow came up to the whole defensive line and paid his respect and uh, basically just told us, like, damn, man, you guys are for real. So that, that was a fun. That, that always comes to mind when I think of LSU. Joe, five three four two nine nine zero four. Back out to the phone lines we go. Oh, here we go. Buckle up. Jeff in Tennessee, you're in the Miller's Edge. What's going on? Well, well I guess your game cost kind of suffering this year is uh, being we're on the hot seat. Is Frank going to come help him? <laughs> He's not on the hot seat. What are you talking about? Is Frank going to come help him? He needs some help, don't he? Frank gonna come help. Yeah, we need some help. We we need Frank, uh, we Frank need gonna come help to come down and help us. Frank gonna come help yeah. him. He, he's yeah. he, he's there. With, what's he doing? Is he he's he, he got a job. Frank, done, Frank done moved in down there. Okay, okay. Well, he, he can help him. He can he can help he can help him at special teams. Yeah. That Beaver ball he's talking about. He, he, <laughs> he can help him block punts or whatever they need to do down there. We got one win. I know for sure we're gonna win it. That's Kentucky game. We're gonna get uh, that. I, doubt I know that. Y'all 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 doubt that. So y'all. I'll just keep aiming on that. But uh, I, I, I say LSU 42, Bama 21. It'll be all day long. It, it, won't, it, won't be, it won't be no uh, 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 live stuff for Bama. It'll be loud in there with Saturday night. So that'd be, be good, good sauce stuff. LSU 42, Bama 21. 21, yeah, three touchdowns. I'll take three touchdowns. I'll take, I'll take one. I mean, Breed be, be nice. I mean, you know. I mean, we all know Jazz is front row for the Heisman. It sure ain't no run. Y'all can quarterback. Cause y'all ain't y'all quarterback. Cause y'all ain't y'all. So, you know, Wow. Cause y'all. But, uh, yeah, when, when, when Ty season transfers, there's rumor he's going to go to Tennessee. So, when he transfers to Knoxville, we'll see y'all and he goes to Knoxville. And that's what Tyson's transferring to Tennessee. There's a rumor he that's might go, but I don't know. But, buddy, I don't know what he's going to do. Well, he might go to Kentucky because that transfer from NC State is not any good. Well, he's only got one year, so. We, we, may, we might we might need somebody, but uh, you know, he, he's doing all right. He did all against he did all against Tennessee. We still get enough defensive stops, and they did play a little bit better, bit better this uh, one. They they didn't have 15 pin like they did against Georgia, Missouri. So they did do a little bit better, better penalty wise. They they didn't uh, they didn't uh, you know, have a bunch of penalties, but they they're gonna be all right. We got Mississippi State tomorrow. We'll we'll take care of them hopefully. And Starf had one over in a while. We'll take care of them, and, and then we'll we'll take care of the rest of them. So but but. Uh, See, we got with basketballs coming Monday. I didn't want to tell y'all too. They they ranked SEC coaches top twenty five. Calipari uh, is in the top ten. Quaker Oates is nineteen. A, a regular season Rick Rick Barnes Tennessee twenty twenty. So Quaker Oates. They put John Calipari in front of Nate Oates, who's been uh, top, dominating top the top SEC top the last couple eight, of years. Number eight, and uh, and also Bruce Pearl, Bruce the Cheater Pearl's thirteen. Bruce the Cheater, the Cheater Bruce Pearl, the Cheater Pearl, Pearl is thirteen. Who's Cheater, number one Cheater, in the SEC then? Uh, uh, no, we, we're talking about college basketball, not SEC. Okay, college no, all college. 
But I mean, I mean Randy Bennett of St. Mary's is the head of Quaker Oats. Randy Bennett of St. Mary's is the head of him, so he, he, no, he's the head, head of Quaker Oats. I believe that uh, Nate Oates is the best coach in the SEC. Well, that, 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 well, you're drunk. You're half drunk. You believe that? You, you been I'm drunk on this water right now. I'm so Jack, tore up from the floor. You've been drinking that Jack Daniels ridiculous. <laughs> you believe me? Believe he's a, I, I, I guess Bob Knight's the best coach in Big Tim. He's dead. So I, mean, I guess he had to call 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 up off the grave, I reckon. Bury him upside down so he can piss and kiss his ass. So y'all hang in there, guys. Have a, have a good enjoy LSU down, baby. Enjoy Jaden Daniels. Yeah. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, Jeff in Tennessee. Oh. Roll Tide. There he goes. Wow. Can you imagine him when we go to Kentucky? Is that next week? Yep. Next week, I next believe. Week. Hopefully it'll show up. Oh, I mean, imagine the, those calls next week from him are going to be. We might need to, I don't know, we might need to have the dump button ready. They got 42 to 21. All right, let's hit a break, Justin. Give me some beef. <laughs> Uh, we got Stephen M. Smith in his own words coming up next. I'm supposed to get him on yesterday, but uh, he got my message late. But uh, we'll hear from Stephen Miller Smith. And speaking of the Big M, I'm looking at the Big M. Midtown Village Buffalo Cafe. Tommy, what you going to order? Some wings and things? Tommy, I can't wait to see what Tommy eats for lunch. I bet he can pack it. So I'm going to sit here in just a moment. <laughs> we'll put an order in. All right, hit a break, come back, your phone calls. We'll hear from Stephen Smith. We'll give you our final breakdown, our keys to the game. And uh, we'll do that. Might do a little Miller's ejection today. Good time to do it sitting outside. Quick time out, your phone calls. Stephen M. Smith coming up. Back in a moment. For championships. Throws intercepted Alabama. Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on LSU at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Our coverage begins at 3.30 on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner too. Hey, it's good morning. What's for lunch? It's Innisfree, the Friday place to be. Hey, it's Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, Laura Lee Thompson. The Bama Broker will be with us today from noon until 2. That's exactly where you should be as well. They've got their wonderful lucky lunch with the meat and three. Oh, I had that last week. Just so tasty. They've also got your regular meals like, you know, have a good burger. The James Joyce is my favorite. They've got great fries, wings, wraps, and of course, an, uh, I can't even name the number of beers they've got. But they also have your favorite libation, and they are going to be around all weekend long. If you don't have tickets to the LSU game tomorrow night, then just go park yourself at Innisfree, the place to be tomorrow night. Right now, you need to be here for lunch. Come by and see us. Innisfree. 25 years best bar in Tuscaloosa. This is Christian Miller, and I'm inviting you to come join us every Friday of home game weekends right here at Buffalo's Cafe. From 11 to 1 as we kick off game day weekends the right way. Come join us as we record our show, The Miller's Edge Live. Give away some special prizes and even hang out for a meet and greet after. So don't miss out. 
Come get game day weekend started the right way at Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village with the Miller's Edge. Roll Tide. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. This is Miller's Edge on Tide some food, come catch the remainder of the show, it's on the porch, you got a cigar, you can fire it up, start it early, Rob Reagan is the uh, R&R, got your supplies right over here at Buffalo's Cafe, let's go out to the guest line, talk to my dude, my brother from another mother, that's Stephen M, in his own words, M stands for Miller, he is in the fam. And we missed him on yesterday, but we got him today. Our man is 50 grand. Um, when I say 50 stacks, double that. Hundo, hundo stacks. Stephen M., what's up, buddy? Doing good, guys. They're doing good. I, I, I appreciate it. And, man, uh, when you being an Alabama player, and I know, Christian, you can attest to this, there's nothing like hearing the words, it's the LSU week. Alabama, LSU so much in titles where this game is concerned. There's nothing much more you need to say. Listen, we just had one call. I don't know if you heard it. It said LSU 42, Bama 21. Everybody else seems to think Alabama's going to win this game by double digits. I feel like they got to score 40 points. I feel like this is a game that Jalen Milrow can exploit. Of course, the secondary of LSU, they're not that good anyway. Then they got guys out. They got their one of the better defensive front guys out. But we know they got to stop Jaden Daniels. We know that's got to happen. But can Milrow expose this defense that's been very, very bad, especially on the road? Will this be one of those marquee games that he can really make a big name for himself? Corey, I, th- I think it can. I think it will. I, I think this will be the game uh, that not only Milrow puts on a show, but I think this will be the game uh, where Tommy Reese finally announces himself to the world as, I am a good play caller. I am a more than capable, more than adequate offensive play caller. I know the jury has still been out on him as far as, did Saban really make the right move? Did Saban really make the right choice and bringing in a Tommy Reese and hear that? Let's be honest, did, did he really call the offenses a lot at Notre Dame? There's debate still out about that, but... Here is a situation where Tommy Reese can put a lot of those doubts, those fears, those concerns, those questions to bed if he's able to go out there 
and call up some things that really uh, have this LSU defense reeling, uh, frustrated, not able to get anything going, especially like you mentioned, Corey, you, you don't have Makai Wingo for LSU. He's out for this game. You have three cornerbacks out, including your starter, Zion Alexander. So I think Jalen Milrow could have a field day, but this is also the game for Tommy Reese. Brother, welcome to the world. Here's your chance to shut everybody up. Here it is. I totally agree with you. This is the game for him to really, uh, you know, and, and, I, and I'm looking at the bye week, you know, Stephen M, because what did they do differently? Because we know during the bye week, there's self-evaluation. Get your play calls. You're looking at, you know, different things that you did in the first part of the season. What interests me is how is he going to change? Speaking of Tommy Reese, offensive coordinator for, for Bama, what will he do differently? Will he... Uh, give more or call more, I should say, quarterback runs, quarterback draws, quarterback counters. Will they run play action off of that? Will they take more shots down the field, especially against a weak uh, secondary of LSU? And then the most important thing for me, too, as well, is the offensive line. You know, Saban saying in, in uh, Hey Coach last week, he thought the offensive line has gotten better. Um, can they dominate the box and run the football down here with consistency? That's going to be key there, Corey. And along with that, I go back to Tommy Reese for a minute. We did start to see before the bye week, especially in the second half against Tennessee, Reese finally starting to call some things to understand I'm no longer at Notre Dame. I'm in Alabama. Let's do something different. We started to see those jet sweeps, those pop passes, those misdirection window dressing, eye candy like things, especially with number 19, Kendrick Law, of whom Alabama needs to use him a whole lot more. That young man is kind of a Debo Samuel type. He's not the biggest guy in the world. May not be the fastest guy, but when you put him on the field, that game speed, he can maneuver in a phone booth. He can work in tight spaces. Kendrick Law is somebody that he commands attention. He, along with Kobe Prentice, with the speed that he has. And this is a game where if you're Tommy Reese, you're getting all the weapons you can involve because you want to make that LSU defense think way more than what they want to, especially Harold Perkins, who is their entire defense. He's the biggest player on that defense. And you want to confuse him uh, as much as possible. So the offensive line, yes, primarily that left side with Caden Proctor. You want to see that that side manhandle this LSU front. But for Tommy Reese, here is a game where you continue what you did that second half against Tennessee. Use motion, use misdirection, use window dressing, use eye candy. Force that LSU defense to really, truly think. And and, and with that, setting up Milrow for that success. Stephen M. Smith is our guest here on the Miller's Edge in his own words, Bama Standard. TD out of magazine. You can catch him in many, many places. Let's talk the defense of the tide. I mean, when I looked at it this week, Christian and I, you know, we went through the whole position group. You know, I gave the Alabama defense better overall every, in every facet of the game, every area, every position, better than LSU defense. That's a big win for Bama. On the offense, quarterback, wide receivers, uh, I gave offensive line to LSU, but running backs I gave to Bama, tight end I gave to Bama. The, the, the quarterback is the, is the key. 
Jane Daniels, 95 yards last year. He broke the hearts of Bama. He stopped Alabama from getting to the playoffs, in my opinion. And I still think they win that game there in the playoffs, even after losing to Tennessee. How does this defense that has had moments of greatness, but we see moments of mistakes, rush lanes in our pass rushing lanes, mental errors on the back end. I said this is a money game. It's a bad game for bad game for Kool-Aid McKinstry and Terry on Arnold. How do you see this defense of Alabama bearing on Saturday night? It's not just a bad game and a stats game for Kool-Aid and Terry on Corey, but here's a game for Kevin Steele to say, I'm here for real. This is why I came back to Alabama. Remember in the offseason, a lot of people were talking about Kevin Steele. This is who Saban got. Where is where is uh, Jeremy Pruitt? Some of these other hot shot defensive minds, where they at? You bring back 65-year-old Kevin Steele, and Kevin's been building to this game right here with the second-half adjustments. But here's a matchup where, from start to finish, he can take Jaden Daniels out the game early and show there was a reason why I came back to Alabama, and it's for games like this one right here. The big thing for Alabama's defense is going to be in twofold. Number one, I think the defensive line plays a huge matchup in this game because of gap integrity, gap discipline, pushing the pocket, hitting that pocket. Don't give Jaden Daniels the comfortability to step up and inside the pocket. And then number two, the outside rushes. We're looking at Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell, guys like Justin Boyd, Beecher, Heem Otis on the interior edges. They're the defensive end from that perspective. It's do not become overly pass rush happy. Keep the outside contained. If you know you're not going to sack Jake Daniels, get your hands up, knock the ball down. That's what made Jaron Reed. That's what made Sean Robinson, Jonathan Allen, guys like that in the past very special because if they knew, if I can't get the quarterback for a sack, I'm going to still affect him by getting his pass in the lane and batting that ball down and causing concern on that end. So for Alabama, it's going to be gap integrity, gap discipline, not be overly pass rush happy and not allowing Jake Daniels to break that contain of your pressure. Stephen M., you know, Nick Saban, don't lose back-to-back to teams often, right? And I think you got to go back uh, to uh, Purdue, Drew Brees, years where they beat Nick Saban back-to-back, maybe if I'm saying that correctly. It's his 72nd birthday week. How good a present will this be? Tied to win this ball game for and give this to Nick Saban as a birthday present. It, it 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 would be huge, Corey, and it would also be huge if Alabama can get this present for Coach Saban, and it uh, and as a better as a bigger ice on the cake, send a message to the college football playoff committee that it is one of the top four teams in the country because that that's the final piece of the puzzle for the committee. They want to see. Is this Alabama team for real? Can they take a team out of its element from start to finish and they can see, hey, this team is really, truly dominant? And that has to start this week here against MSU on Saturday. So while getting the win would be a a tremendous present for Coach Saban, I think Alabama also has its mind. How can we have Coach Saban happy but also show that committee don't you overlook us. We're one of the best in the country. They got to go out there and have a dominant performance to compel that committee. 
final answer or question for you. Your prediction, and then by the end. You broke one up more there time, Corey. I couldn't catch that. Ask that question again. Okay, I said final uh, answer for you, a question for you to answer. I get it right. Um, your score prediction? Tell everybody okay, we go. great, awesome, outstanding commentary. Absolutely. So my, my, my score prediction, guys, I, I've wrestled with this one. I have. But I think, I think Jay and Miro's will have a show. And I think Kevin Steele's got something in store here for the against this LSU offense. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go 38-17 Bama. I'm going to go 38-17 to in favor of Alabama over LSU. I think this is a statement game for Kevin Steele. I think this is a statement game for Jalen Milrow and Tommy Reese. So I go 38-17. I think the defense is going to have a huge statement in this game, getting to Jaden Daniels. Not being too overly too overly pass rush happy, but affecting Jake Daniels. I think the secondary plays extremely well, and I think the I think the offensive line finally makes its point of being that aggressive. I think the offensive line makes that point. I got thirty eight seventeen. My man, Stephen M. Smith, in his own words, just gave you thirty eight seventeen. Over LSU, man. We appreciate it. Hope I'll see you around this weekend, man. Coming the way you absolutely, my guy. Yes, sir. All the time. We thank you so much. We've got two minutes. I think I had uh 31 27. I think I have it being close. I don't see them. I know you mentioned, I I think it's. I wouldn't call that low scoring, but I said 31-27 Alabama uh, getting the victory. I think it's going to be a tough close game, but ultimately Alabama is going to come out on top. I agree. Uh, I got uh, 30. Actually, I'm going to change it. I'm going 41 points. Zero has a breakout game here. Passes over 300 yards, three touchdowns. He'll mimic the game that he played against Middle Tennessee, and he will oh. be spectacular against Horrible secondary of LSU. Bama dominant. The crowd's going to be dominant. It's going to be electric. We're going to smoke cigars. We're going to have a great time. The tide will roll. Payback is what they say. A word I cannot say and I will not say, but payback is something. And payback is coming for you. So, Brian Kelly, LSU, if you're listening right around here on your little bus coming into Tuscaloosa, get ready for the beatdown. So the tide is coming in tomorrow. At 6.45 Central Time, right here at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Christian Miller, McCoy Miller, Tommy, and all my folks here at Midtown Blitz. Come over. We'll be here hanging out in Buffalo for another hour. Come see us. This has been the Miller's Edge. We're going to tie 1230 a.m. WTBC. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk with you on Monday. God bless you. See you there. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily, always live.